Welcome back to the Brookwood Ministries podcast. So here's a question. How do you stay connected in your relationship with Christ when the hectic nature of the summer months throws your routine off course? Well, that's the subject of this summer podcast series from Brookwood Care Ministries. So let's join the care pastors of Brookwood Church as we learn how to have faith on the go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast. My name is Josh Masters. I'm one of the associate care pastors here at Brookwood Church, and I'm here with two other fine gentlemen that I'll have introduce themselves. First, why don't you say hello, Doug? Uh, hello there. How are you? I'm good. And you are the marriage and counseling pastor. Yes, I am. Here at Brookwood. And then our fearless leader, the care pastor, Gene Beckner. Hello, Gene. Hello. That's it. That's, That's all it. we're getting from Gene. <laughs> yeah, you okay. didn't tell me what to say, so that, I just had to say hello. That's true. Uh, we are glad to be back with you again this week. Uh, we are having the fourth and the final episode of our summer podcast series for Care Ministries called Faith on the Go. And we've been talking about what it means and tips on how to stay connected to God and have intimacy with God even when your summer schedule um, gets off kilter and when things are changed and when things are moving around. And we've talked about that the last three weeks. And last week we had Kristen Dossie in, and she gave us some perspectives as a busy mom and a career woman. Uh, so what we thought we would do this week in the final episode of Faith on the Go is something a little bit different, a little bit fun, is we've decided that each one of us are going to come up with three tips on how to stay connected to God regardless of your circumstances. But we've not shared our lists with each other. Usually we get together and discuss what we're going to talk about on the podcast, but we don't actually know what's on one another's lists. So we might not have time to get to all three depending on time. We might just do two, but um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about uh, Josh and Gene and Doug's tips for staying connected to God, regardless of your circumstances or if you're traveling. So why don't we start with you, Gene? What was first on your list of tips? Well, I, I kind of shared this <clears throat> before when we did our first, I think it was the first episode in this series. And, and really, that is um, just learning to be still. You know, mm -hmm. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I'm God. And, you know, the word know is gnosis, which is experience, you know. And so one of the things that I have noticed is, especially if I've had a busy day, like lots of meetings, um, or even if I've been preparing a message or something and I've been on the computer a lot, or there's been a lot of phone calls and a lot of noise is what I guess I would say, mm -hmm. is to just go get still. Like, no, there's no agenda. Mm. Um, and it's just being quiet before God and letting God kind of bring to my attention what it is that He wants me to focus on. And sometimes, you know, it's just reflecting the day and... Uh, an attitude of gratitude comes up, and I'm thanking God for His guidance during the day. Um, other times, it's it's feeling the need to ask God to strengthen me and replenish me because mm -hmm. um, I feel weary. Mm. Um, other times, uh, you know, He'll bring someone to mind, and you know, the ability to pray for them, you know, uh, or even digging into a scripture that may come to mind, or meditating on it, or something like that, and so. I have found that, um, especially if I get home late, if I've had a really long day, um, 
I've learned to start doing that instead of turning the TV on or even turning mm-hmm. music on. Mm-hmm. Like more noise is not what I've found that I need. And so, um, you know, those folks who are listening, if you're going, oh, I'm busy all the time or whatever, you know, even five minutes mm-hmm. of just that quiet, um, dedicated time um, could make a huge difference. And so I have I've actually implemented that more during the series than probably before we started it since it's kind of been on our minds for the last month or so. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you find with all of these podcast series that God is teaching you things as you're doing the podcast yeah, yeah. series? Because Absolutely. That's been my experience. Yep. Yeah, I go. Oh, we start talking about something, and I go, I, I'm not doing that very well. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's for me. Yeah. Oh, so being still on the go. That's yes. A, yeah, being there you still go. on the go. Did you have something similar to that on your list before we get to your actual first one? Did you also have stillness on your list? Uh, I think stillness is kind of almost like a prerequisite, probably for a lot of these. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also had stillness, but the way I worded it was to sacrifice the busyness to God, sacrifice our busyness to God. And some thoughts about that were to go for a walk or change the atmosphere in your house by Mm -hmm. shutting off all the lights, Um, you know, light a candle even. Not that there's anything magical about lighting a candle, but it changes the atmosphere. Absolutely. And creates uh, an environment where you can get still. Um, Okay, Doug, what was first on your list? Well, uh, I had... uh praying the scripture. Hmm. So, um, and, and we see examples of this, like in Acts uh, chapter 4, verse 24, we have the apostles um, praying uh, Psalm 2. Hmm. Um, and uh, so as as we open up the scripture, you know, um, look and, well, first of all, before you even open up the scripture, pray and ask God to eliminate a particular part of that yep. to you. And then as it sort of leaps off the page, to you, pray it. Mm. You know, pray the, pray what it is that God is communicating to you. Um, I find that that is a really great way to meditate on what has been communicated mm. to you by the Spirit, and and then enter into a dialogue with God. Um, I know we always laugh about how many kids I have, but when I get into my car, as weird as it sounds, it's it's quiet, mm. and it gives me the opportunity to to have an open dialogue with God about about the things that God had eliminated to me, either in my reading of Scripture or in listening to the Scripture that I've been that I uh, that I do online. So, yeah, that's your fortress of solitude. Oh man, is, more than you is the can even imagine. <laughs> I think you probably need to find that right yeah. if you don't have yeah. a. A fortress of solitude, yeah, which is a comic book reference, but but it's it's necessary for you to find a place, regardless of the busyness in your life, where you can be yep. still and and connect. So, how do you choose the scripture that you're going to meditate on? Sometimes it's that I'm going through a particular book, like we've been going through the book of Colossians here, and so I've been taking things that I've been reading through the the daily readings that we do here at Brookwood. Um, but there's other times where I uh, I have an online source that I use that kind of picks a, a passage hmm. for me um, and examine of scripture. 
Um, and so it'll just kind of, uh, not randomly, but depending on, you know, whether it's a gospel examine, a, an Old Testament examine, uh, a psalm examine, uh, basically what I will do is I'll, it'll just show me that. So it's kind of like what a lectionary would do. So a lectionary just kind of gives you the, the passage of the day. Um, right. So I'm not picking it, but I do mm-hmm. go to God first and I say, Lord, what is it that you want to reveal to me through this today? And um, so as I'm going through that, he will He will illuminate that and then I'll just enter into prayer and then also dialogue with God. Yeah. You've mentioned before in our podcast that resource that you use, that website. Can you spell examine? Because it's not spelled as you would think. Yeah, it's E-X-A-M-E-N dot M-E. Um, so yeah, if you have a chance to go and check that out, I'm sure that there's other resources out there that do examines as well. So the first thing on my list was actually the be still, find a way to be silent. So I'll skip down to the next one. The next one on my list was look for new worship opportunities. And when I wrote that, I was sort of thinking more about the person who's traveling during the summer and the idea of sometimes your routine being shaken up is a good thing. You know, sometimes when you're traveling, you can't sit with your Bible at 6.15 until 6.40 and use the same highlighter that you always use. Like sometimes it's good for things to be shaken up. So I wrote, look for new worship opportunities. Like when you're traveling, look for new things to appreciate in creation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're traveling to a different part of the country or to another country, you're going to see aspects of creation that Mm -hmm. are not native. Yep to where we are. So take time to appreciate what God has done and meditate on that. Yeah. Because scripture tells us that the glory of God is revealed through creation. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a new area, you're driving through, you know, I had a quite an experience when we went to a conference once, all three of us went to a conference um, and we were driving through the Smoky Mountains for the first time when I first moved here. I'd never seen anything like that. Wow. The mountains were completely different. Yeah. And even though we were in a car, like I took a few moments to go, this is incredible mm-hmm. what, how God has done this. So look for new things that you don't normally get to appreciate and meditate on, on that. That's good. Um, and then also use your change of schedule to shake up your routine. You know, maybe you use a different Bible translation. Maybe you have to use your phone. So look up something in a different way than you normally would. And ask God to show you something new. I think that that's the key thing. And then find someone to discuss what you saw that was new. That's what I had. Mm, that's good. That's good. Did you guys have thoughts about that? Well, I, I think it's just like anything else. You know, you can get into a, a routine that, you know, becomes stagnant. Yes. And then we assume that vacation, you know, is going to help us be recharged, but a lot of times we do the same vacation every time, and so that's like, ah, same beach, the same mountains, the same, you know, and what I like about what you're saying, Josh, is that you are intentionally, you're purposely um, mixing things up a little bit as opposed to waiting for someone else to do it or waiting for your circumstances to dictate it, and I think... Mm. You know that's a that's a unique way to meet God is to say you know what I am gonna because it's funny when 
um, on Sunday mornings, you know, I have the Bible on my phone. I purposely choose a different version. I choose the NASB. Hmm. Now, I see the NLT on the screen, and I'm following along, but then I'll also read the NS- NASB and see if there's a difference there, and it makes me start kind of clicking with the with the text and going, huh. Yeah. wonder why that's being used instead of that. I love that. Yeah. So I think we have time for one more round. Yep. So, Gene, what was the next thing on your list? Mine was a little – it was similar to, to Doug's about, you know, uh, kind of engaging the Scripture. But um, this is kind of two in one. One is to read it out loud. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing my Bible study is to read it out loud. And then when something catches my attention, to stop and to ask God, what does that mean for me? Because, you know, there's different ways to read the Scripture. You can read it to understand the concept of what's, you know, what's in there theologically or maybe historically. But I'm referring more towards why, God, why, did, why is that illuminated to me? Hmm. What is it that you're trying to tell me mm-hmm. through, your own, through your word? Because it's interesting that, um, you know, like typical scriptures that we read all the time, like, for God so loved the world. And it's interesting how you read it the way you've always heard it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have a rhythm in it. And when you stop that rhythm a little bit and just read it slowly, and when one of those words kind of clicks to go, I'm stopping because I feel like God is stopping me to say, I want to draw your attention to this. And then that becomes my quiet, that becomes my time is to say, well, what about this is what you're trying to tell me? Right. And then I, and I keep that conversation going out loud hmm. to hear myself talking so that I can stay focused. Because sometimes if I don't, I can get kind of distracted and lost in my thoughts. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's really good. Hmm. I was um, – there's a group of us who are writers that comment on one another's blog posts, Christian writers. And I was reading a post this morning and she said that – one of the people named Becky said that one of the ways that she connects is that she rewrites the scriptures. Mm. So that's another way if reading them out loud. I've done that before. Writing it out. Putting it in your own words kind of. Oh, oh is yeah. That, I think she was talking about just – copying it and connecting with each word as you oh, wrote it. Oh, I see. But you could also sort of paraphrase it yourself as long as you're careful not to change the meaning of God's word. I, well, I, yeah. I did that one time. I wrote Proverbs and Psalms. I went through all of them. And whenever there was a promise from God, I wrote it down. Hmm. And I still have it. That's very On cool. a yellow legal pad. Yeah. That's awesome. In pencil. Because you know we don't use pencils anymore, so there's a different, <laughs> right. there's a different feeling. So it's to a vintage. Pencil. Yeah, yeah, there's a different feeling for <laughs> pencils than <laughs> pens or the computer. You know. What was next on your list, Doug? Um, I had. Uh, you guys know, I think that I'm a, I'm a, a history nerd, so I I love reading old books, and there's an old practice like back from the sixth century that is called a breathing prayer, hmm. um, and. It's pretty simple, really. It's like um, rather than thinking of prayer as being sort of like intercessory prayer, which Mm -hmm. is what we're used to thinking about, this is sort of more like an invitation for God to join us in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were talking about um, 
Hebrew uh, faith yesterday um, and how basically, um, yeah, the, the name of God in the Old Testament um, is YHWH, and that is that's the holy name of God, and it's it's purposely left without any kind of vowels, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to sound like the sound of somebody breathing, and it's um, particularly God breathing life into mm. Adam's nostrils. Mm. Yeah, and so as we um, sit in God's presence, close our eyes, and we breathe slowly. That YH is supposed to sound sort of like the the inhale, and the WH is the sound of the exhale. exhale. Wow! And so, as we're breathing slowly, we're actually calling upon God's name. In fact, you might be an atheist listening to this podcast right now, and you are constantly saying the name of God. <laughs> and if you are, awesome. if you're calling upon God's Send name, send your angry letters to <laughs> yes. five eighty Brookwood Point. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so we are calling on God's name, and I think it's just sitting with that, recognizing God, that, God, you know, we're, we're inviting God into that, that place with yes. us yeah. to, to make himself, um, to help ourselves to become aware of his presence. And so anytime there's anything that kind of competes for our attention, we just simply draw our name our, our attention back to God's name um, and that that's not one that I made up that's like I said that's back from the sixth century mm. um, and when I have done that I have found um, yeah it's a very uh, it's a great way to really help us to enjoy just being in the presence of God mm. um, kind of uh, for me it helps prepare me for those times when I can actually open up the Bible and read. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like setting the mood, like you had said with the candles earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we talk a lot about anxiety and depression and anxiety being um, a, a state of future mind. Mm-hmm. And one of the tools in reducing anxiety is breathing. Yeah. Right? And being absolutely. in the moment. Yeah. And, there's peace in reflecting on God and being quiet and just focusing on your breathing. And being – just being – being instead of doing, just right. being in his presence. Yeah. yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, my third one is a little bit out of the box, but I, I kind of like the idea of it. Connecting with God by writing a letter to someone else. Hmm which is something you can do if you're home, but also if you're traveling. Because writing a letter of encouragement to someone else and caring for someone else will connect you with God because that's part of God's character. So ask God first, who does he want you to encourage? And then ask, what is Jesus praying for that person? And then write that person a short note of encouragement. Because I think a great way to connect with God is by having a compassion for other people that God shares. Mm. And so I think that that would be a great way. If you're on vacation, it could be a postcard. If you're at home, it can be a short letter. It doesn't have to be you know, a 15-page book that you're writing. It can just be a few lines of encouragement. But I think that that would be a great way to connect with God. That's great. And communicate about 
how you can be an encouragement to another one of his children while you're traveling or while you're at home. I mean, it's, it's like being a mouthpiece, you know? I mean, it's, it's kind of like what, what Kristen said last week about the prayer. You pray in the moment. If someone asks you to pray, instead of saying, I'll pray for you later, you pray right then. You're being God's, you know, ambassador in that moment. It's the same thing with the written word. And again, all jokes aside, when I had written the thing on the yellow legal pad, um, you know, that's not done. Like, we don't write anymore. You know, we we type or we use pens. And so mm-hmm. even just taking the time to write a letter to somebody um, gives you a chance to pray for them as well. And so it's interesting when I have done that just out of the blue, I've done that before, like, People's responses are like you gave them a million dollars. I mean, yeah. they're so mm. thank you for taking the time to write a letter. You know, mm, like that's really good. That lets someone know. That's what I love about the prayer room is you know when I get letters from people that are they have written on cards that they would take the time. I mean, that's a that's a good way to value somebody else. I like that. Mm. So it's not out of the box as maybe you thought it was. Right. I, well, I meant I didn't mean out of the box like a crazy idea, but it was different from the road that we were going. Sorry, on. you're right. more of a conformist than you think. No, <laughs> I am a rebel. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> so before we wrap up, uh, we don't have time for another full round, yeah. but was there anything on your list that you just wanted to make sure got on there? I had fasting, but I think uh, people can uh, investigate that themselves. Yeah. So. yeah. Do it in a safe way. Yes. You know, if you're diabetic, you might want to try something other than food. Yeah. But fasting can be a very powerful way to connect yeah. with God. And that would be difficult maybe if you were on vacation, but it also might be very powerful even to fast one mm-hmm. one meal. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a great idea, Doug. And I think just one thing to remember about all of these things in this whole series is that, you know, it's it's not about your success in it. It's about your effort. Oh, yes. Know, and God sees the heart. Yeah. And so if your desire is to connect with him and you implement some of these things, just be aware of the judgment that you might put on yourself because you didn't do it right or long enough and realize mm-hmm. God's looking at your heart yeah. and your desire is to connect with him. Mm-hmm. He, he says, if you come after me with all your heart, you will find me. So I just want to encourage people to, to put forth the effort. Right. I love that. Yeah. I love that idea. And so if you have ideas with how to connect with God over the summer or when you're yeah. traveling, we'd love to hear from you. Call us at Care Ministries 688-8355 in the area code 864 uh, or drop us an email at careministries at brookwoodchurch.org. We'd love to know what you got out of the series and also what your suggestions are. And uh, as we close out this series, do you want to close us in prayer, Gene? Sure. Uh, Father, thank you for um, just the ideas that came to our mind, either through our own experiences or through your spirit guiding us and leading us. And Lord, I pray that um, that as we uh, pursue you, that we'll find you, Lord. And that as people have listened to this podcast, that their experiences will be uh, the same, Lord. And I know that your desire is to be known. And so, Father, just teach us how uh, to do that. Uh, and then when we do, Lord, we pray that our lives will be transformed and be changed because we have experienced you. And it's in, uh, it's in your son's mighty name, uh, Jesus Christ, that we make these prayers. Amen. Amen. Amen.
We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. For more information on today's topic, or if you need support, call 864-688-8355 or visit our website at www.brookwoodchurch.org care.